How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Hello, everyone, and we've got an amazing episode of Training Unleashed today. We're going to talk about a topic that I think like everybody cares about, and that is how do you scale your business? How do you grow your business successfully and sustainably so you're not just growing your business? Because some people, I, by the way, most people don't know this, but growth puts more businesses out of business than lack of business. So you have to do it well. So today we have a really amazing expert. Her name is Krista Grasso. And she is the founder and CEO of Leaned Out Method. So first off, I want to ask you a question. What does your brand stand for? What is, where did you come up with the name? And why does it have anything to do with, with sustainability and scaling a business? Yeah. Which I know it does, by the way. I'm not saying this because I think you have a bad name. I think you have a good name. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. So lean out method, it's lean is really all about maximizing value in minimizing waste, minimizing inefficiencies. And I think when you want to scale your business, when you want to do the things that are most important to you in your business, you want to make sure that you're spending your time on the things that are most important that are going to give you the best return. And to me, that's what lean out method is all about. It's about stripping out anything that is not adding value to your clients or profit to your business and allowing you to double down on those things that really matter most. So uh, for all the listeners, I had a pre-talk with Krista and this concept of lean and getting rid of waste is really important. We're going to get there, but we're going to first talk about scale and we're going to progress there. So just hold on because the good stuff's going to come. So Krista, before people scale, where does a business need to be? Because I know that if you're not at a certain point and you try to scale, you don't have the right foundation. So what are the key telltale signs if a company is ready to scale? Yeah, absolutely. I think people confuse growth and scaling quite a bit. And when you're growing, you're expanding, you're bringing on more clients, you're you know driving more revenue, it's great. But typically your expenses are going up at the same time. Your complexity is going up at the same time. And you frequently end up with a really complex, heavy, noisy business. There's just a lot going on. And that's frequently a place where people will try to scale from. And what they end up doing is they scale that noise, they scale that complexity, it ends up not being sustainable. So if you've had a period where you have grown, you have been able to reach more people, you have been able to bring more revenue, but things are starting to feel heavy and complex in the business, that's a good indicator that it's time to scale, where instead you're looking at how can you reduce that complexity, how can you simplify things first, so that way you're scaling the things that matter, you're not trying to scale everything. So what I'm hearing you say is that your methodology really is effective regardless of where someone starts. Because 
part of your scale process is the lean process for the efficient making the company more efficient that, that's that, that's 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 super cool um you know you talked about breaking and and i have a saying and that saying is that there are many businesses that are too big to be small and too small to be big and what i find is that companies when they grow sometimes get to the point where they now need the additional layer of management. Maybe they need an HR department. Maybe they need a controller or CFO or all these things, but they can't really afford one because they're not really thick or that layer because they're not really big enough. Do you see that happening in, in business where people sort of are in a clunky spot where they have to invest to kind of go to the next level? Yeah, absolutely. I think when you do want to scale your business, it's a combination of strategy, planning, systems, and team. And the team is the critical part of it. But what I sometimes see people do is they think they might need more people than they need because they don't have the systems in place. They haven't taken the time to simplify and get rid of the unnecessary things that they're doing. And they could actually stretch their team a bit further and align people to better roles that play to their strengths more. So sometimes you can get a lot more out of your business and position yourself to scale without having to bring in as many people or that entire layer. But you will absolutely hit a point where you need to if you keep scaling. Cool. So I'm listening and the listeners are listening and we're thinking, okay, I like this. Where does the business start? Okay. I want, I want to scale. I want to be lean. Where do I start? How do I, how do I figure this all out? Yeah, absolutely. So I think if you are really clear on your vision, you're really clear on where you want to take your business, that helps you to look at what you're currently doing. It helps you to evaluate all of the ideas and all of the opportunities that are ahead of you to make the decisions on which ones are the most important. And what I see very often is people don't have that clarity of vision. They don't really know exactly where they're going. So everything seems like an amazing opportunity and they say yes to too much. And that leads to a lot of the heaviness and complexities that make scaling really challenging. And there's a misperception that scaling is about more. So they take a place of already being complex and start adding more and more on top of it. So I think the very first most important thing is to get clear on vision so you know the things you're doing are directionally correct, make sense and add value. And that's the first place I start to simplify with anybody is get rid of anything that's not aligned with your vision. And just as you grow as the leader, as your business grows, your vision is going to expand as well. And the things you're doing today might need to shift or change. So that's usually the easiest easiest and best place to start because there's usually a lot of time you can free up in the business, which gives you the space to be able to focus on scaling or getting those systems in place or finding the team that you need. Okay. I'm going to just sit here and say this. I can't agree with you more. You know, people need to have clarity of vision and what does that vision actually mean? Uh, it's super important. And I want to just define what a business is. So people tend to think of a business as the entire entity, you know, the incorporated entity. But because a lot of people here are listening to this, are part of a training department, right? Because this is Training Unleashed. You need to be thinking about your training department as a business unto itself. And you have a corporate vision and you need to have a training vision that is fully aligned with the corporate vision. 
to enable you to be focused on the things that are the most important. Does that make sense? Are you, am I aligned with what you're saying? Is that? Oh, 100%. And I think that's the secret to any high performing team is that you do have your own vision as a team. You have your own clear objectives and goals and everybody's aligned around that. So absolutely. And of course it should be in alignment with the overarching vision and strategic objectives of the company. Okay. Now here's the fun question, Krista. What percentage of companies do you think have a vision that their employees actually know what it means? Small, very small. Very I, small. I had to guess a percentage. I'm not sure. But what I would say is a lot of times people do have a vision, but it's more something that's collecting dust that somebody wrote that's sitting off to the side and it doesn't actually drive the work that people do. And it's not part of the ecosystem or the culture where people talk about it, know it and understand why what they're doing is supporting the overall direction that the company is going in. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think sometimes the the founder or the CEO of the company has a vision, but they don't know how to translate that vision, which is where training comes in. Because one of the aspects of training is how do you get people in a company to embrace the, the vision? And, you know, there are two questions I love to ask uh, in a review process with, with a, a pro employee is one is what is the company's vision in your own words? Because it doesn't matter if you know it literally, it just matters that you actually know it. And the second question is how in the job you have, do you contribute to that vision? Um, and as a consultant, I ask this question a lot when I'm interviewing people and it's just shocking how many people have no idea. So um, how do people create that vision if they don't have one? Yeah, when I think about vision, I think about three facets of this, especially if you have your own smaller business, but I think this applies even within a department within a larger company as well. And there's three different facets to look at. There's the vision of the business itself. There's the vision of you and your role as the leader of that business. But I think the part that a lot of people miss is there's the vision for the customers. What is that customer of tomorrow yeah. look like? If you were to fast forward five years, 10 years, are you still serving the same customer or the same type of customer? Do they grow and evolve as your business grows and evolve? And if you think about all the number of things that we can do in our business, if you are constantly serving the same market where you need new customers all the time, lead generation is gonna be super important to you. If you're trying instead to take your customers with you, then customer retention is gonna be really important. And so knowing where you're going with your customers and what your business, your role, and your customer of tomorrow looks like, I think that really helps you make informed decisions around what you do. So that's how I always recommend people set a vision is to look at all three of those categories and really make sure that they're clear on what that looks like. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So let's shift to waste and being lean. So you now have a vision how do you go through the process of actually clearing out the things that people don't need? And how do you deal with the politics of we've always done it that way? Oh, yeah. The politics are always the thing that get in the way. And 
it's usually pretty obvious to people what needs to go. Now, there's always those hidden things, those, those kind of pet projects or those things that you've done that people really like that really just aren't in alignment with where you're going or that aren't producing results that are worth the effort that's going into them. But usually people know what needs to go. It's just hard to let go of them. There's fear around it. If we stop doing this, are we going to generate enough revenue? Are we going to you know, no longer be seen as credible? Or are we going to lose our positioning because we're not doing that thing that we're known for. And so I think you do have to get really clear on what is important, what is going to take you to that next level of the vision that you have, and what needs to go. And there is a technique that I developed that I'd love to tell your listeners about. Please. Okay, so this is a technique that you can use for anything that you are doing, from things you do day to day, from decisions that you need to make about different opportunities ahead of you, and it's called CHUCK. And it stands for cut, hold, change, or keep. And if you look at everything that you're doing in your business, you have that clarity of vision first. You want to go through those different things and say, where do they align? Is this something that we truly need to cut? Is it maybe something that's important, but it's not important right now, and we could place it on hold? Is it something that is important, but we're not getting the results from this that we want? It's not worth the effort that we're putting in right now. We need to reimagine it. We're going to change it. Or is it working great? It's in alignment. It's exactly what we want to keep doing. It's going to go in the keep pile. And if you put things through those different categories, what you will usually find is there is a lot on the top of the page. If you were looking at a a block of four where you have your cut and your hold, Most people are really reluctant to put things in cut. So everything starts and hold and eventually it will end up cut. But it's a really great and simple way to look at how you can lean things out and what things don't actually add value or profit. So say the acronym one more time. Sure, it's CHUCK, Cut, Hold, Change, Keep. Love it. It's very cool. I really like it very, very much. Tornal Training's Learning Matter experts are passionate about designing effective solutions that move the needle. Whether your organization needs development of e-learning courses, instructor-led training, or assistance with creating optimized electronic versions of employee handbooks, our team can help. To learn more, visit tornal.com slash learning dash development. Okay. One of the things I love to do on the show is ask the guest to share a case study, a real world case study. Don't care about the company name. That's irrelevant. But, you know, this is what I found. This is the actions we took. And this is the result that we achieved. So could you uh, share a case study with us? Yeah, absolutely. I was consulting with a very large insurance company. I will keep the name private um, and had gone in. And one of the things that we really focused on was training the staff. But what we had found was everybody was in a place where people were burning out. Leadership was consistently saying, we need you to do more with less, do more with less. But people didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to focus on. It was not a really great place. And what was happening was they were missing their project deadlines. 
they were missing a lot of the strategic objectives that their particular department had. And that was where I had come in. And so what we had done was we got everybody aligned. We had actually done a value stream mapping exercise. We got everybody to recognize where do you and how do you deliver value to your clients? What is the particular vision and goals that you have for your division and how does that support things? We got everybody in alignment and trained. And then we started to train people on how to work as high performing teams. Because in a lot of cases, we had a lot of really smart individuals, but they didn't really know how to play well together. And so once we had everybody with a common vision, common goals, at that point, we were able to pull them together and teach them how to actually work as a team. And it made really dramatic uh, impacts. They went from being one of the worst performing to one of the best performing. And I think it was about nine months that we had gotten. There was about three quarters um, of performance that they became one of the top. And I think it came down to vision, training, um, and really focusing on team over a bunch of individuals going off and just doing a bunch of things. I love that example, uh, particularly how much training was part of that. Uh, do you find training to be a pretty important part of any process improvement? Oh, absolutely. I'm a big believer in systems, as you can probably tell, but the system in and of itself doesn't do any good if there's not training that comes along with it. I think it's important that people understand the why behind the what, and I think that that's what training gets them, is it's not just how do you do something, but it's why do we do this? It's how does the thing that we're doing fit into the bigger picture? Why is it important? And I think that's so much of what comes out in actual training as opposed to just documentation or sending somebody to go look at something. And that's part of why I feel it's so valuable. And everybody should be a lifelong learner. I think you want that of everybody you work with. You want that for yourself. That's just the, I think, one of the secrets of success for anybody personally and for a business. Well, I'm not going to argue on the lifelong learner because to me, it's the number I, I hire on three things, positivity. Are they a lifelong learner? Are they, are they open to coaching? Um, because if they don't have those attributes, it's pretty hard to have an effective team. Uh, and I've seen high performing people that are so toxic and you get lured into the performance, but the toxicity holds you back from ever being able to successfully uh, scale your business uh, because they they just are they just torment everybody. And then when you finally get the nerve to replace them, <laughs> everyone goes, "What took you so long?" <laughs> which is which is tough. Uh, so I hear everything you're saying. I can absolutely see this being important to a training department. I can see this being important to an insurance company or a big company. How much impact does it have on smaller companies? I mean, what size do you say, you know, what I really need to be thinking about scale and lean? You know, if I got one person, it's just me. It's kind of hard to be much leaner, although I could be more effective at what I choose to do. So what's the, what's the smallest company that you think would make sense to really embrace the kind of work you do. 
Yeah, I mean, I think any business can benefit from it to some extent, but really it's when you've broken through that multi six figure mark, you're at maybe somewhere in like the 300 to 500 range, you have at least three employees. Now they might be contractors, they might not be full-time salaried employees with benefits, but you have an actual team. You rely on one another to work together. Um, and at that point in time, I think that's where you really do want to look at leaning things out, simplifying what you have, and putting that solid foundation in place that's going to allow you to scale in a sustainable way instead of in the way so many businesses try, which is just really overwhelming and very unsustainable. I actually thought that would be your answer, which is brings me to this point, which is the sooner you start, the better off you are. Because if you wait, things just get more entangled, people get more attached, and it's harder to shift the organization to focusing on what matters, which is what I hear you're talking about. That makes sense? 100%, absolutely. Okay, so I think our listeners are intrigued. I think our listeners sit back and go, wow, this person really kind of gets this stuff. Tell us about you and your company and the kinds of companies you like to work with and the services you actually offer. Yeah, absolutely. So as I mentioned, I'm founder of the Lean Out Method, and I have a system that I developed called the Lean Business Scaling System. And it's really designed specifically for those smaller businesses that are in that 300,000 to maybe 2 million mark. Um, they want to scale, but they're not in a place yet where they're going to be building and hiring out an entire C-suite. <laughs> um, and, you know, they just, they are a small business, but they have a big mission. They want to make a big impact impact and they want to have a great lifestyle and make a lot of profit along with it. And so what I do with them is I help them set that vision. I help them set clear goals. I help them understand how to consistently achieve their goals through regular strategic planning. But I have a lean way of doing strategic planning that fits a smaller business without so much overhead. Um, and from there, we build out the critical systems and put the things in place that will allow them to scale in a sustainable way. So that is what I am all about. I've been doing this work for 22 years. Um, I actually launched the Lean Out Method a few years ago after really needing it in one of my own businesses. So I was my first test case and have <laughs> since worked with um, hundreds and hundreds of businesses on this of all shapes and sizes. I mean, I still work with Fortune 50 clients as well, but my absolute sweet spot and the people I love to work with most are more coaching, consulting, service-based businesses in that 300,000 to 2 million range. Well, you're demonstrating the clarity of vision, right? You have, I mean, most people I ask this question to, and the answer is I'll work with Fortune 500 companies and I'll work for a small company. I'll work with medium companies. I'll work in food, services, technology, <laughs> interstate, you know, international commerce. <laughs> and I just like, well, then you have no focus whatsoever, but you have a clear niche, which is, which is great. Um, there's no right or wrong to what I'm going to ask, but do you ever work with like divisions? Like, you know, if a bigger company had a training department that, you know, sort of fit that size, maybe, you know, three to 10 people, three to 20 people, have you ever done that kind of work or is that a little bit out of scope? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I did um, the insurance company that I had mentioned. I'd done a lot of work for them, and one of the one of the divisions I worked with was the finance division, and it was about 128 people. And we worked together for quite a long time, and had completely transformed the way that they work to more of a lean, agile way. So yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Krista has a pretty cool offer. One, I think, regardless of whether you're interested in using Krista or not, would probably be serve your business well. So, uh, Krista, you want to tell everyone about your offer? Yeah, absolutely. I have a guide which outlines the top 10 ways that I see people waste time and waste money in their business. And this can apply to your division in your business as well. And why I think it's so important is everything that we talked about. If you want to scale, you want to simplify, you want to get rid of all the noise. And why not also find time and money in sure. the process that you're not fully leveraging or fully optimizing. And so you can get that at leanoutmethod.com slash waste. And it's a great guide that walks you through. There's a little sliding scale so you can rate yourself on each of the 10 areas, plus some actionable steps and things that you can do to get that time and money back and really get yourself positioned to be able to scale sustainably. Okay. One more time on the URL, but a little slower leanoutmethod.com slash waste. I'm going to ask you to spell lean out. I know how to spell it, but it just, you know, help, help my fellow dyslexic uh, fans. Absolutely. It's L-E-A-N-O-U-T-M-E-T-H-O-D.com. Excellent. Thank you. And we always end the show. If you had one tip to share with the audience, what would that one tip be? I think the most important thing that you can do, whether you're sitting in a division, whether you're leading a division, whether you have your own business, is have that clarity of vision and understand what directionally correct looks like. It will help you make decisions. It will help you know that you're working on the right things. And it will help you with just being more fulfilled in the work that you're doing. So I think vision is the most important thing anybody can do. So that's what I would recommend. That's an excellent, excellent tip. I want to thank you for being a great guest. I want to give a special shout out to the listeners because without you, I wouldn't have a show. And I really appreciate you, especially those of you that stayed to this point. And of course, I want to thank my sponsors, C-Suite Radio and C-Suite TV. Without you, I wouldn't have a show. And everyone have a great day. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to tortal.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's tortal.net, T-O-R-T-A-L, tortal.net. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.